Well, hey friend, I hope you are having a wonderful day. You know, whenever we're trying to make decisions, it can be really helpful to have other people's input. We want to have all the information and make sure that we're doing the right thing, whether it's what to order at a restaurant or some big decision in our lives. But other people's opinions are not always helpful. If you are someone that regularly makes decisions based on other people's input and asks other people for their opinions, you want to make sure that you're doing it in a way that is truly helping you and not hindering you. On today's episode, I'm sharing three tips to stop relying on other people's opinions and start making decisions for yourself. Let's do it. Welcome to Fruition Mindset, where it's all about mindset coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. Hey, I see you trying to get this thing to work for you, but feeling like you're struggling with decisions and stuck in doubt. You're afraid to commit, you feel like you have one foot in and one foot out, and you keep second guessing your every move. When I wanted to start my first business over 10 years ago, I was the same way. It didn't matter how many letters I had behind my name or what my credentials were, I never felt qualified. I'm Kayla Eggenberger, wife, mom, and daughter of the King, and I'm here to tell you that you can transform your mindset, ditch doubt, and take confident action in your business. Your breakthrough is on the other side of letting go of all these fears you have around your business, finally saying yes and stepping into who God has created you to be and where he's calling you to go. If you're ready to develop the mindset you need to take the dreams and goals God has laid on your heart and bring them into fruition, you are in the right place. So fill up your favorite mug, grab your journal, and get ready to take some thoughts captive. Oh my goodness, y'all. It is finally raining here, and it is so nice. It's like dark and cozy and like drizzly with rain outside my window, and it's just so nice to have a break from the summer Texas heat. Today, I want to talk to y'all about the third decision-making type, which is the crowdsourcer. Now, the crowdsourcer is someone who feels more confident making decisions if other people approve and are in agreement, and they like having a lot of input from other people on their decisions. And there are a lot of pros to this, right? There's a lot of pros, especially in kind of business decisions where you're doing market research and stuff like that. Um... The crowdsourcer tends to be cooperative and they don't tend to rush into things, right? Because they're taking this time to find out what other people think. And you've heard me say before that better decisions come from better thinking. And so the crowdsourcer takes that time to get out of their own head. And by asking other people's thoughts, opinions, getting other people's ideas, that's one way that we can elevate our thinking. Now, the flip side of that is that (laughs) depending upon whose ideas and thoughts and opinions we're getting, it could be more detrimental than helpful. But there are a lot of pros to the crowdsourcer. Now, there are some cons as well, right? So the crowdsourcer may struggle to make decisions on their own because they are so reliant on other people's opinions and other people's thoughts. I don't know if you've noticed this, but there seems to be no shortage of opinions out there, right? Anytime that you throw out a question or something like that on social media, asking advice for something, you will get a lot of answers. 
But the answers that you get may be conflicting. They may have, it may be conflicting ideas, conflicting thoughts, conflicting feelings about whatever it is that you're trying to crowdsource information about in order to make your decision. That can lead to the crowdsourcer staying stuck because they're not really sure what to go with. And now they have all this conflicting information. And so in some ways they can be more stuck than they were when they asked the question or started to gather the information in the first place. It's pretty easy for the crowdsourcer to get stuck in this cycle of thinking that they have the answer and thinking that they know what they wanna do and, and the decision that's the right one and then hearing conflicting information and swinging back over to the other side and then having a different answer, a different decision, they can keep changing their minds a lot based on different opinions. It's because of other people's reasoning, other people's thoughts, other people's feelings that they have made certain decisions. And therefore, they often have some doubt in their minds because they aren't the ones that really arrived at that decision or that conclusion. Crowdsourcers tend to value other people's thoughts, opinions, ideas, and feelings over their own. And because of this, it can be really hard for them to develop their own decision-making skills. Sometimes they can end up with outcomes that they really don't want or even like. This falls into the area of people-pleasing, where you are doing certain things that you don't really want to do, but... You want people to think a certain way about you or feel a certain way about you or you want to be perceived as a certain way. Obviously, this has implications in both, you know, your personal life and in business. I think because there are so many pros and good things about a crowdsourcer way of decision making, it's important to not throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? And instead, just recognize whenever you are slipping into... Um, kind of the the cons part of the crowdsourcer type. It may be that you don't make decisions this way and you actually need to ask more people's opinions, get more input, especially in your business. But for the crowdsourcer, they think that in most cases, other people probably know better than they do. They are very concerned about making a mistake, afraid to make a mistake, very concerned about what other people think, and they really don't want to upset anyone. This can lead to them feeling unsure, lacking confidence, um, feeling fearful, and it makes it hard to be authentic, right? Because whenever you are making your decisions based on everybody else's thoughts, ideas, opinions, and feelings, you can lose yourself. In both life and business, this can lead to feeling very unfulfilled and even burnout. And so it's something to really be aware of. Whenever it comes to decision making, if you're a crowdsourcer, you may hesitate, right? You may hesitate because you, first of all, have to get everybody else's input and you may not feel confident making a decision until you do get that input or until you feel validated by other people in your decision. And so you may read a lot of reviews, you may ask a lot of questions, and of course, the people-pleasing part aspect is there as well. What's so interesting is that when we are so concerned asking ourselves what will other people think, the result a lot of times is that we don't know what we think. When we are so concerned with making a mistake, 
that we have to get all this other information, we actually make a mistake ahead of time by discounting our own thoughts, our own abilities, and taken to an extreme, this leads to not really taking responsibility for your life, right? And instead, abdicating that responsibility to others. Okay, so I have a few action steps for the crowdsourcer decision maker to help make more powerful decisions. Number one, this one's probably pretty obvious, but consider the source, right? If you're going to source information from people, you have to consider the source. One question to ask is, am I going to the source? God is for you and he has given you the Holy Spirit as a helper and a guide through these situations. So you want to go to God in prayer, ask for wisdom, ask for discernment. I don't know about you guys, but this is something that is a habit or an action that I am continually trying to develop and it has not been the easiest. You know, for a long time, I would go consult Google if there was something going on that I felt like I needed, you know, more wisdom or understanding about. I would go and try to find more information instead of getting on my knees and talking to God and asking him about it, especially whenever it comes to like medical conditions or anything like that. You know, I'd want to find out all the information I could. And there have been several times where I've been in the middle of that and just been convicted and been like, why am I looking at all this information on the internet whenever in many of those situations, I knew deep down that there was nothing that I was going to read in an article on the web that was going to make me feel better that what I really needed was Jesus. I needed God. I needed wisdom. I needed comfort and the peace that only he can bring. And so I'm not saying to never, you know, Google things or find out more information, especially whenever it comes to making a decision. But I think it's important to go to God first. And this is something, like I said, that I'm working on in my own life. This is something I am working to develop. It's a struggle that I still have, but I think that creating awareness around it is a huge first step for everyone. And so I just wanted to share that with you because I think there's a lot of power in at least setting the intention that I go to God first before I Google, or I go to God first before I even ask my friends or family or, or other people about their opinions and thoughts or ideas on things I'm struggling with or decisions I'm trying to make. So first of all, consider the source, go to the source, but then also think about the other sources of where you're getting your information. And so Proverbs 12, 15 says, fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. So you have right there in the Bible, it's telling us to listen to wise counsel, right? But we don't want to listen to just anyone. If I have foolish thinking and I listen to other people that are foolish, then I haven't really gotten anything, right? The whole purpose of getting the, the wise counsel and listening to others is to elevate our level of thinking. I love how Brene Brown talks about having your square squad. And if you've been around me for very long, you've probably heard me talk about this before because I just adore this concept. But, you know, it's that that square, that one inch by one inch square that you have the names of the people whose opinions, thoughts, ideas, all the things really matter and that you will take into consideration. When you make the, the decision ahead of time, whose advice you want to really take to heart and consider, 
then it makes it really helpful for you not to then be kind of just, you know, pushed back and forth um, with other people's thoughts and opinions. For some reason, I think of just kind of a boat being out on this sea of, you know, crashing, you know, waves and stuff and just being rocked from one side to the other um, by other people's opinions. This is the image that pops into my head whenever I see somebody ask for advice on like a Facebook post. And then I see, you know, 200 comments of um, conflicting advice and almost nobody ever asks a question. And that's what drives me bonkers as a coach is that I'm like, wow, nobody asks any clarifying questions. They just want to dive in with their opinions. And so the person walks away more confused than they even were whenever they asked the question, (laughs) right? So it can be really helpful to decide ahead of time advice and opinions you're going to consider. And it doesn't mean that you have to necessarily know this person. I mean, that's super helpful, right? If you can actually write down names on your square squad. But for instance, whenever it comes to certain situations, I want to seek the counsel of somebody that shares my faith, shares my values, that I believe genuinely has my best interest in mind. I've had clients that will ask, you know, just their Facebook friends certain things about their business, what they should offer or about price points or brand, you know, branding elements and things like that. And I mean, that's great. Like if you just want to get kind of a general feel of what people think about something, there have even been times that clients have wanted to completely abandon their ideas because of, you know, what their Facebook friends said. And my question is always, okay, but are the people that are your Facebook friends, are those your ideal clients? How many of those people that commented are your ideal client that are struggling with the thing that you help people with. When we're doing market research, we don't just want anybody's opinion. We really want to hone in on our ideal client and we want their opinion. What do they want? What do they need? What do they perceive as the problem? What do they perceive as the solution? What are their thoughts? And then we can use that information. But just information in general is not really all that helpful, right? Opinions in general, not all that helpful. So So the number one thing for a crowdsourcer decision maker is to consider the source, right? Go to the source first, go to God. And then if you're getting wise counsel, consider that source as well. Make sure that it is indeed wise counsel. And my guess is you probably have people in your life that you can go to with these things, um, or you may have to actually hire someone or seek someone out for this. I was just thinking the other day about how I have three main goals in my life right now, one in business, one that's a home goal, and one that is like a, that is a health goal. And for each of those areas, I have invested money for people to help me and show me the way and be a mentor and a coach for me. So for my business goal, I have a coach. And for my health goal, I have a coach. And for my home goal, I have invested in a program. So it may be that you need to seek out wise counsel in the form of a coach or a mentor. And in those situations, of course, you still want to make sure that this person aligns with your values, aligns with your faith, has your best interest in mind, and truly is wise counsel. Have I beat this horse enough yet? (laughs) Okay, moving on, moving on. Okay, so the second action step is to not just ask other people questions because you're already doing that. 
Your action step is to ask yourself questions as well. You can start by asking yourself the question you would ask other people. One of my mentors recommended this, and I think it's really good advice. You know, she was saying before you ask others for help, ask yourself that question first, whatever it is. And I kind of do this with my kids as well, right? On Sunday, we had gone out to eat after church, and my daughter usually asks me to cut up her enchilada. And this time I was like, you know, I think, why don't you try it first? Give it a shot. And then if you can't do it, I will help you. Sometimes we just get in the habit of relying on other people to do things that we can do ourselves. And so taking that extra time to think, okay, I need to ask myself before I ask somebody else for help. It has two really great benefits. Number one, it helps you start to develop your own decision-making skills. And number two, the question you end up asking people or the other person ends up being a better question, right? Because you've already kind of parsed through it some yourself. A couple of other great questions to ask yourself are, what would honor God the most in this situation? And I love this one, which is what is driving this decision? I'm going to give you a blast from the past. If you are like a 90s kid, I can't remember when this became super popular, but I have a feeling it was around that time period. Do you guys remember the what would Jesus do bracelets? Like that's a really good question to ask. (laughs) You know, I mean, it may not be super helpful for those right or left decisions that we talk about versus the right or wrong decisions. But in general, like that's a pretty great guiding question. That's why it sold so many bracelets. So the third action step is to develop your own decision-making skills so you can become a confident decision maker. And what's great about the first two action steps is that they are helpful in that regard, right? Whenever you make decisions ahead of time and you start deciding who you want to listen to, that helps you become a better decision maker. You're actually making decisions within that, (laughs) that space, right? You're deciding who to listen to. In the second one, where you are asking yourself the questions first and answering them, right? You need to answer them with what your thoughts are and all that. But that also helps you start to become a better decision maker. When you are a confident decision maker, you are not focused on what other people think. You are focused on what God thinks. Rather than constantly believing that other people know better than you do, you now have a way of evaluating things that is in alignment with your faith, with your values, with your goals, with what you are called to do, and the work that God is doing through you. Rather than thinking about making a mistake and being afraid to step forward. Instead, you are focused on the mission that you are here to accomplish. This all leads to feelings of certainty, confidence, and freedom because you are not beholden to what everyone else thinks. And the result is that you know what you believe, you know why you do the things that you do, why you make the decisions that you make, And while you value other people's thoughts and opinions, it's done in a way that is helpful instead of harmful. You guys, I am so excited because right now I am working on an awesome, awesome resource for you guys to be able to become that confident decision maker that you want to be. I am so ridiculously crazy excited because decisions are the building blocks of our lives. They really impact and create the life that you have. 
And so when you are making powerful decisions, you have a more fruitful life. And that fruitful life brings more glory to God. So I am so excited about what I am cooking up for you. But if there's something you've been struggling with that you need help making a decision on right now, I want to invite you to schedule an unstuck session with me. You bring the problem, you bring the decision that you need to make, and you walk away with a solution that you feel great about. Just go to fruitionmindset.com forward slash unstuck and grab your spot. Have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll talk next time. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon. Oh,